Hi, this is Masajati. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is an Ascendance series, part of the Ascendance series, and today it's called The Awakening. With me, beautiful Ramona here. She's from Norway, is that right, Ramona? Or, I'm, or? From, I'm from Norway, but living in France. Okay, fantastic. Uh, she's had quite a journey, and I, we're just going to jump right in like we normally do. Now, Ramona... Just tell us your background story, maybe before you met me and then, you know, progress through. And then you've got some fantastic questions that as you say awakened, um, you, you could ask because there's a lot of people awakening. It's, it's really an amazing uh, journey, especially these last few months. So we're going to be talking about a lot of deep level stuff here. Um, Ramona, how did you start out or tell us before you met me or how you met me? Oh, I met you for the first time online on uh, IGH with you. Okay. It was in, um, in April in 2016, so it's around three and a half years, I think. So I just heard about you from a friend of mine from Norway. So I was listening into the 21 day, but you know, I felt it was really good, but it's kind of, yeah, I was in and out and... And I tried to get uh, IHH with you, but I couldn't get it, you know. So it was in April I had the first IHH. And that was from that moment, I've been with you every day, I think. It's kind of oh, wow. it changed my life totally. So, um, yeah, that was the starting point. So, so tell us, like, before, when you say change your life, I know a lot of people go, well, how did you change? Did you just feel different? Uh, I know you went through a lot of illness. And uh, so do you want to tell us a little more, you know, just go a little deeper into maybe whatever that you've tried. You don't have to name names or anything like that. But how long have you been on this journey of, well, one, just healing your physical body, right? If I remember correctly. Yes. Uh, I was sick for around 10 years before I met you. And, uh, you know, it was starting back in time. Uh, I can just start with uh, when I had the, had the first I changed with you because I had a prepared two questions for you and, um, and I didn't say anything. And the first thing you said, do you have a sister? And I said, no, I don't. And you said, yes, you have a sister. And that was my questions, you know. So uh, you know, what you told me at that time was that when I was six, seven years old, I... Um, my mother had uh, a loss. She was uh, during pregnancy. So okay. she had a loss. And she was, uh, and this uh, baby uh, was with me from I was six mm -hmm. until I was uh, 23. For 16 okay. years, she was uh, around me. And then, wow. she, then you said, in that moment, after 16, 16 years, she understand that she was kind of dead. And from that time, she was embedded in me. So from I was 23, around that time, I really know that I was starting to get depressed, anxiety. Uh, my body was starting to kind of shaking. When I was around 30, I couldn't join kind of a social meeting with people like lunchtime mm. because, you know, when you're holding knives and glasses and things, I was kind of shaking. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, Especially you know, for you being so young. Yeah, you know, and I had a kind of good job and 
important meetings and a lot of champagne glass glasses, you know, mm. it, you know it was not fun. Mm. It was really not fun because I was hiding away from these things, but right. I could hide. So, um, so I was searching for these things. Why mm. do I get depressed and all of these things? From I was 22, so I tried everything. I really tried everything that was possible. And you know, it's uh, everything. So mm -hmm. I, I, it was, I was around 33, I started to work for myself with leadership development. And that was a good, good start for me. But I still, you know, I was getting more and more sick. So when I was around 37, I was kind of, I moved to Oslo and I really had a, yeah, I got sick at that time. It was like uh, turning the light on, off. What I found out after seven years that I had a Lyme disease, and you know, I had a lot of things. So I was totally exhausted, and uh, you know, I was living in a little black box with just all kind of illness, and mm -hmm. I really didn't. I was trying to work, but. You know, I, I lost really everything in that uh, period of uh, 10 years. You know, all the money, I had uh, good works, I had two apartments, everything mm. was going away. And trying, I was with a partner in that time and we tried to have a baby. And because of the illness and all the things, I was just 37 and I couldn't have any kids at that time or I couldn't from that time. So I lost the possibility to be pregnant and everything, really lost everything. So I was kind of zero and blank and was very close go to into a mental stillness for yeah it was not much it's like a carrot <laughs> in my head there's not much left no not much well you're <laughs> slowly dying basically right? you're slowly dying in in living color i guess you could call it um right that death space you know and it's interesting just to interject uh, Ramona, that a lot of people, you know, they have so many physical issues and they go from doctor to doctor, like I'm sure you did, you know, I'm sure you tried a ton of stuff. And I'm not saying those things don't work. Those things are fantastic. But if you don't get to the underlying reasons on why the actual reason is that you're ill, like in this case, and it sounds kind of far-fetched, but it's not just Ramona. I mean, that does sound, okay, it's like your sister died and now she's embedded in you. It's like, well, how the hell does that happen, right? So we don't know the logistics. We don't know the details. I could explain it all. It's about time and space, but you, it still go over your head, as it does mine still today. But the point is that not just her, but there's thousands of people who literally turn around. So we'll ha we have to take a look at uh, what, if you want to call them the consequences, but their end results. Now, we might not know the actual uh, logistics or the science behind it or if, you know, science hasn't proven it. It doesn't matter. Science is way behind it. Science is like, I don't know, hundreds of years, about 100 or so years past. Uh, and we're living right now. So by the time they catch up, I mean, that's going to be thousands of years ahead into the future. Um, the point is that the end result is what's important. There's thousands of people that are uh, recovered. Uh, gained back their life, not just physical, but uh, um, you look a lot younger than you did when I first met you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, I do. And obviously not sick anymore. No. So, so, so tell us how the process 
you know, the process of detox, uh, what you went through, because again, a lot of people will go through this. By the way, it's not me, it's not EI. What we practice exponential intelligence, it's just all the garbage that we brought in. Uh, would love to hear your story. Yeah, it was an extremely breaking point uh, when I had the first IHH with you. You know, after these five minutes, I, I just was calculating after those five minutes. I've been searching for millions, you know, of minutes for, mm. for these results. So okay. what, what was happening then was that I, it was, I was laughing the whole night after the IHH because it was kind of because I knew now it's really possible. It's really possible. You know, I was searching for that man for my whole life and then he was there. So, and the changing was like going out of a black box because everything was, it's like your background there where you are sitting. It's kind of, mm-hmm. everything was light. I could go mm-hmm. up the day after it was like wow this was like when i was a, a child it's like so open it's really i can really see it's it's me you know it was uh, it was yeah just amazing experience of course i still was sick and i had all my thing but but i knew from that moment that my life is to have a new start so that was the the first breaking point that i had and then i mm-hmm. It was, for me, it's, it's the biggest transformation that's happening in my life. And, and it's just what you read about in, yeah, you know, in a magazine. So it's, it was incredible. So, um, uh, and that was the, the really starting point. So I was with you for, what, two, two, two and a half years, I think. And I was going through, you know, all the thing you are doing to 21 days. And my form of detox has been more... Yeah, I'm sleeping a lot to the extreme. Uh, That's awesome. That's a good way to detox, guys. Yeah. (laughs) Sleep a lot. The best one I did when I went through my detox. Yeah, I could have, it was one month. I just, in the summer, I had a possibility for that. I was just sleeping through that month, you know, just out to the nature in the bed again. And uh, that was just amazing. Because I was really, really shifting. I could really see that I was shifting. So I, you know, I was going through a lot of things, you know, clean up, you know, the body. So I did a lot of things to, to strengthening my body. It's very, I found out it was very important to have my physical body with me in this work. Right, right. Because I was sick too, you know, so I needed to, to build it again, build it up. So... If I remember correctly, um, well, you started from what I hear. I don't remember, but from what I hear from you. So you started shifted, shifting right away. Your physical structure shifted. Your bone structure even started to shift, didn't it? Yes. Your bone structure, your uh, midsection and all that started to literally take a different shape. Yes. Not just feel better, but take it on a different shape. Is that correct or yeah, everything was really changing, the blood, the, the structure, and especially now in the, the, um, uh, when I was, we'll talk about the, the last eight months, the last, uh, last mm-hmm. year, it's been changing a lot, the structure, but in the, the, this la- the first two, two and a half years, it was more kind of sleeping process. Right. Uh, and, and you told me then that it was my kind of detox. I did the hardest detox when I was sick because I was sick for 10 years. So I mm-hmm. did kind of a lot of things in that time. So I kind of 
prepared and did the detox a little before because that was a very hard times for me. So right, right. a lot of stuff and things and clean up with people and parents or whatever, you know, friends. I did a lot of things and that's part of life. So plus, you know, you're the type of person that really wants to go in deep and do it right the first time, right? And just might if you're gonna go in, might as well just go in deep and clean it out. So I think that's, it took you, although it's a very short time, I don't know, a year and a half, two years, um, till today, but still within that time frame, you know, you've cleared out decades and decades. Uh, and, and then also some of the pain that you probably went through, um, you know, when your body has to shift at your age, right, it, 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 to form itself back to its original state, well, it does kind of hurt. I mean, even babies go through growing pains, you know, when they're bones, right? Because I've had kids, I have six kids. So, you know, they go, you know, when their bones start to grow, you know, they get knee aches and it's, and it's pretty painful. So I can imagine how painful it was for you just to reshape your bone structure and everything else. So, um, yeah, it was kind of dying. I don't know how many times I've been dying. It feels like whole body and my bones and everything is kind of, I get locked. It's kind of, uh, and especially okay. in the last uh, half a year, I was waking up in the morning and I couldn't walk because it was kind of locked. It's kind of, yeah, it's very painful to it. And I just want to preface that, yes, you were dying, but the old version of you kept dying. Yes. You know, so it was just a death after death because you were used to death. Because again, your sister had passed away. So it's a pattern of death that you detox. Now, for many of you who are out there now, if you run similar patterns, you probably have the same level of detox. Not the same level, but the same pattern of detox. So if there's a dead person around you uh, or frequencies of the dead, you would have, say, a death experience as you detox. Uh, if anger was used, for example, again, for you as well, some of the emotional issues and so on, you know, anger was used to control you and so on, you would have anger come up, not to destroy you this time, but anger or any other tool, anger, depression, uh, fear, whatever it might be that has been used to control you in the past. Well, this time, uh, since it has been proven to work successfully for you, what happens is that as you awaken your vital force or your etheric body starts to use that same pattern, uh, again, because it's been proven successful, to push you out of the same space uh, that you got yourself into. It's basically the reverse, right? But you're using it for a, uh, a better cause. Yes. Yeah, so spot on that the anger was used... Uh to control me and it's yeah it's really spot on in the, the last half a year or the last year it was really coming back to me to revisit that yeah it's interesting so it let's talk back. let's talk about let's say this last half a year or the last eight months or so um because you know your patterns ran so so deep ramona <laughs> i you know and it, i know you a little bit more uh your dear friend we've you know we've uh, but we've had lunch with Faye, I don't know where, Paris and um, London. Um, what, London and <laughs> Greece, wherever else. Yeah, so we've seen each other a lot. Um, so the last eight months, you said that anger was used, but, you know, I think your patterns used to run so deep. And this is one I want to cover. They used to run so deep, they get really, literally stuck on us. It's like um, like a tattoo. 
it gets really embedded in us. So we really have to really focus. I would say it's the last, say, 20%, I think, the last eight months. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. You know, the 80% you go through and it's, and it's, and it's, it might be hard for some people. And again, not everybody has to go through a heavy detox. There's about 40 or 50% of the individuals that really don't go through any detox. They're free to let it go and they just transform, they shift. Um, but for some people, again, anger, fear, control, you know, those, those types of patterns take a little longer and it's a little more intense. Again, from your background, not from EI or, or, or from what I do. Um, the last 20%, so maybe the last eight eight months or so. Um, tell us a little bit about that uh, and how, say, focused that you would have to be because I don't I warn people or don't I, like, keep mentioning you have to stay focused, you have to stay in time. So tell us about how you stayed in time or how you stayed in focus. And, well, you didn't look back. No, it was it – was- Extremely, it was crazy because I had my big transformation, you know, back in time. And then I was, mm-hmm. the whole two years was kind of a little blissful sometimes, you know. So I, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it was, it was really, it was good for me. And then I thought, mm, I will not go back to these hard times again. And then I was really hit for, you know, now it's, uh, yeah, 10, 10 months ago. And uh, it was, um, it's really dark night. It was very very heavy it was very surprising for me and uh, I was really starting to go close to backwards again Uh, I was starting to getting symptoms of getting sick again because my immune system was going down so I was really really struggling and that that was as I understand, it is kind of deeper patterns of uh, my identity, all the filters, all the patterns that I was carrying uh, in the family line and, uh, and, all, and also about the, the whole uh, humanity um, patterns from very, very, very long time into the beginning of time. I was really going through yes. a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, as you said, you shouldn't scare anyone. But for me, it was like, this was really scary for me because, you know, I saw you back in Oslo in November and then I was really in the deep shit and it was not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's explain that for everybody. <laughs> so, so for her, and again, many individuals go through this as they, as they ascend higher. And then I want to talk about your abilities and how you've transformed because you actually help executives uh, from what I believe or business people. So we'll get into that in just a second. So for, for her, again, just to explain, guys, it, what happens is that, you know, you're at a certain level. You go to the next level. It's, it's like being promoted, right? You get promoted. It's like, hey, you're being, uh, you're being you know, uh, you've got the big corner office now. So what do you do? You move out, you clean out your desk. And as you clean out your desk, you get memories or old patterns, right? Or old papers or old files. It's like, oh my goodness, I remember this. I remember this. Uh, and it's like, well, do I want to 
keep this, take this with me into my new paradigm, you know, into my new bigger office, lovely office. And, and this is where you start to revisit some of the old patterns, some of the old issues. It's not that it's coming back. It's not like the next, the other shoe is dropping. Is that what they say? You know, wait till the other shoe drops. It's got nothing to do with that. It's just that as you go to the next level, you're cleaning up a, a much, much deeper layers. And then from, from there, it's like, are you sure you want to take these things with you? Right. And then what do you do? You confirm those deletions. And so if you want to talk a little about, bit about how you confirm those deletions, and then once you confirm those deletions one more time, well, they're no more. They're history. You can't, I don't think for you, you can't even, access. I don't think you can even go back to those times or even remember those times. So maybe talk about that one, confirming your deletions and how you did it, especially um, because this is a pivotal point because it's past that 20%. You know, you've done 80%, you got 20% more. It's really a breaking point for people. This is where it gets a lot more fun. Um, this is where EI actually starts to kick in. So do you want to talk about that? Yeah, that was the, the, the breakthrough I had in, in early May. And, um, uh, you know, I've been going through so many things. So I thought that I really understood things, you know, how the mechanics work. But then I was really seeing myself Then I understand, mm -hmm. wow, it's really, really not like what I thought it was. So yes. what was um, happening was that... Um, I was really starting to see my patterns in a deep level. You know, um, the first, uh, you know, I was, uh, you was taking away or helping the, um, my sister that my mother had a loss of on the other side. So my core patterns, and I knew that I've been in life is about loss, about losing things, and especially children and partners. Right. And, um, and I was going deep into these things. And, I was with a partner at that time and it was a breakup there. And then from that time, I was really going into this lost thing because it was very painful. It was very hurtful to, to be where, where I was. And then I saw that um, uh, there was this core loss patterns was mm -hmm. really doing something with my behavior because I knew it was there, but to really catch catch that I was really controlling and latching on to other people. I didn't, I knew it in one way, but I didn't get it. Why? So I was going deeper into these things and that's was the breakthrough was coming. And it was before I met you, it's, uh, I was uh, together with a man. He was very abused. He was kind of had a, a disease, like attachment disease disorder. Uh, and he was, escaping and hiding from me. He was um, kind of uh, physically and emotionally not there. And uh, when just in May before my breakthrough, he was sending me uh, a message. And then I was like, wow, I'm going in to see if he can learn me something and if I can find something in this to be aware of what, what's going mm -hmm. on here. And then I've, um, I was going back there uh, before I met you and when I was with him and then I saw because he there wasn't another girl there with him so and and that time I saw that girl was really controlling him I saw she was having 
him in one hand and he, she had a dog in the other hand and she was totally controlling him and that's why it was not possible for us anyway and in that right. moment i saw that because it was so disgusting for me to see that when i saw that and in that moment just in may i saw myself if i was being together with that man i would just have done the same thing as she did and it was so disgusting. When I saw that, Ramona, you are really doing just the same thing. Wow. Because you have these patterns of loss with you, you are so afraid of being hurt again and loose again. And because of that fear, you are controlling other person, people, because you are afraid of losing again. And that's then you latch onto someone or you control someone. And when I saw that from that moment, I just totally changed. My, my whole, everything changed. It was kind of, yes. This was this big aha moment. This was so fantastic. Beautiful. So beautiful. It's just amazing best, yeah, moments it's possible to have. <laughs> so what a learning experience, huh? It's, yeah. a, it's just amazing once you, you know, elevate yourself to a different level, you yeah. see it so clearly. And then as soon as you see it so clearly, it is just like a snap. It's like, no more. You don't have to go through counseling. You don't have to do, you know, remember this shit and that. I got to do this in front of people. It's, it's just gone. The pattern's just gone. And it's, you react differently, um, which is quite beautiful again. Uh, one thing I want to talk about is that, people who run your patterns, they disguise that controlling factor as caring. Does that make sense to you? Or oh, yeah. over caring. So I want to get, get a little bit of that, that out. Does that make sense to you? Or? Oh yeah. It's, 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 it is that. Um, I, th I think mothers do that a lot, right? Yeah. They're so insecure. They overburden their children and they think that, well, I'm just loving them. I'm just taking care of them because I want them to be safe. You're not, you're not doing any of that. What you're doing is that you're so insecure that you're, that you're creating an excuse so you can literally burden your child and just like latch onto them and, and literally drown them. Yes. Does that make oh, sense yeah. to you? Yeah. Maybe does. your mom. Um, the same of course in generation they have done the same thing you know if i right. had a child i will have done just the same thing just repeating the patterns and, exactly but what i see is that uh, the older women you know back in time mm -hmm. you know it's been so much lost there is a core pattern of loss you both partner, right. children everything is so deep inside the women all the women so it is, that's why, you know, women is controlling and latching on to the children and other partners, whatever. It's there. Right, especially from your probably lineage, because you've probably gone through a lot of war, a lot of shortages, right? A lot of, um, a lot of your men in your family probably lose, you know, getting lost or, you know, dying because of war, famine and so on like that. So it's, I'm not saying it's a stupid pattern. I'm just saying it's a pattern. And, you know, generations past, your family probably did a fantastic job. You know, it was a great tool at a time. Now it's like burdening us, just like anything else. It was a great tool at a time to use. But now again, it's not beneficial for us anymore. It's not. And, you know, in my family, it was starting with how I know is from the early 1900s. It's uh, mm -hmm. when... Uh, uh, the people was traveling to America, you know, it's, uh, uh, and my, my grand grandmother, uh, they was, all the sibling was going to America and she needed to be and take care of the, uh, the parents. 
So, you know, uh, that's a big loss because, you know, you know, there was letters and something, but it's a big loss and you mm-hmm. can go. So, right. and in the family line, in the boat side, there are being lots of children. It's kind of during pregnancy, but, you know, when they are in accident for, you know, 40 years old and suicide is very, very much, it's, it's all about losing children and partners for wars exactly. and everything, you know. So. Exactly. And, and just from what I've seen and, you know, working on, I don't know, tens of thousands of people, uh, what I've seen is that you not only you know, transfer hereditary patterns like, you know, your skin color, your eye shape, color, and all that, uh, all that stuff. And there's been a lot of scientific research about that as well. All those things you, you inherit, right? The worry pattern, the abuse pattern, the loss pattern in her case. And then although you not, you might not be uh, losing a child um, or anything like that, but you always feel that you are, or you're gonna, you're gonna lose a partner, you're gonna lose a child, you're gonna lose uh, your career, you're gonna lose your health, you're gonna lose whatever it is, because that's the pattern that's running. Although you could be, you know, a millionaire in a perfect relationship, uh, perfect health, you'd still be afraid of that, right? Yeah, it is. I was together with a man for 20 years, my first partner. And, you know, the last 10 years, we was back and forth. Was back and forth because and and from this moment I know why because I when I was in the relationship it didn't work you know all the patterns mm-hmm. I was carrying and I was slouching up to him and all of that stuff but uh, what I when I went uh, away I couldn't stay away from him because then I I lost him you know I couldn't I couldn't right. stay away from him so I was kind of forced to go back. And when I was there, I couldn't be there. So we were talking about why is this happening? Because we was kind of attracting back and forth all the time. Exactly. And it was quite crazy because it felt like it's not me. I, I really love that man. But, you know, it's, it's, it stopped work. Why are we going back again? And that's, that's the, only that pattern. It's just about the, the pattern I was running. So right. it's just crazy. It is. And now that you're, you know, you've gone to a higher level, um, and I want to get into your, some of your abilities that's changed. You know, we might love somebody and it doesn't matter if you love them, you don't love them. That doesn't matter. It's the patterns that dictate how that love progresses. Wouldn't you agree? Oh yeah. Yeah. It's not about love. No. It's got nothing to do with love, hate, uh, or any of those emotions, nothing to do. It's just the underlying patterns that you run. Yes, and that's the thing with uh, the really breakthrough I had to understand a little more how this really is working because I have my loss patterns uh, and my attitude was was that I was controlling. But then I saw that I was really attracting other people, a partner that was having very, you know, abuse patterns. Mm -hmm. And because of they was afraid of being hurt again, and were fearful for that, then they was hiding and escaping from me. And of course, when I was latching onto them and trying to control, they was kind of hiding more, you know. So it's like like a nuclear bomb, you know. It's kind of, it's it's not about love. It's just a fight about patterns. That's true. And to see these complementary patterns, that's everything that was happening in my life and this situation with the partners, it was only about complementary patterns and nothing else. Just right. that was the attraction. And, that, and to see that, that was kind of, 
it was a, such a big shock. I knew that, you know, you can read it in books and you can, but to have this deeper life, uh, deeper understanding of that, that was totally crazy. It's, it's like the background I'm seeing in, uh, when mm-hmm. you, you really see it from a bigger perspective and another perspective. And it was kind of, wow, it's mind blowing to just see, see that. So, so let's talk about that um, because you know, when, when, when you're at a same level as the pattern that you're operating at, it's really hard to see. You can't see it, right? I mean, you were there for, I don't know, 40 some years, right? You can't see it, but then you, you ascend it higher and higher and it's like, oh my God, it's so clear. And you're just speaking about it so objectively where say in, in counseling situations or, you know, a psychiatrist's office or even science type stuff, if you're at the same level, you just kind of go around in circles, you know, and you're not really uh, addressing the, the situation, right? Yeah. And then that situation never resolves. Yeah. You can see that once you step up into the next level, you get to see it so clearly. And again, it's just like a snap of a finger. Things just, just, just change. They literally change. So how did you... I mean, let's talk about a little bit about your abilities. How from, because what do you do? You help business people? Yeah, I'm working with leadership development. I've done that since 2003. So, uh, okay. yeah, I'm working with so, groups of people and uh, one-on-one. So you're kind of a consultant type. Uh, Would that be? Teacher, consulting. Teacher, okay. Yeah. Okay, so from the beginning, uh, again, you would see like surface layer problems, right? Like we just talked about, but now you get to see the underlying structure. So how has that changed, say, what you do? Because a lot of people go, well, it's etheric. It's really not etheric. It's, this is the real world examples, guys. Uh, like her health, her, her beauty and all that. It's, I mean, she's a result. Uh, now, now you help other people. Uh, and it's, to me, it's like a lot quicker right? The transformations. It is. It is. You know, I'm born with my abilities. You know, I was mm-hmm. very in, um, uh, in the night dreams. I was dreaming kind of um, mm-hmm. true things. So I was sure. being very afraid of that part because I was, uh, uh, just to say that to, um, you know, the, the, uh, when my mother had a loss that summer, I was dreaming mm-hmm. that my mother was going to have a, um, uh, have a baby. And then I was dreaming that night, that uh, in that summer, that I was going to have a sister, but she was dying. So after morning after, when my mother said, what did you uh, dream tonight? And I said, no, I didn't dream anything, you know, because oh. you tell her that I was going to have a sister and she was dying. And just some months le- after, my mother told me that... Uh, Oh, she had a loss. That was the, the sister who was in bed with me. Then mm-hmm. I, from that moment, I thought that because I was dreaming that I was, um, uh, I killed her. I was the one who was, the, I was oh, wow. who did that. So the guilt feeling for a child to, to carry is very, very hard. Uh, so I was uh, very afraid of my nightly dreams. And when he was asking about the ability, so, you know, I saw people I saw behind before. I saw a lot of things going on, you know. Like behind the curtain. 
Yes. So I was very sensitive, you know, so I was kind of, mm-hmm. I didn't understand human because why do I see this? And I really see something else. This was mm-hmm. always a problem for me. So, um, but what's changing now is that I can really see people uh, from another place. I can see more the distortion, see what's the patterns they are running. So it's, 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 you know, it's, it's much easier to, to help people because I see right. much more. I see what's really, you know, the core patterns. I know what I was going through. And then I really, it's so important to just to see the core thing, what's, what's there for people to change, to have, you know, its effect the whole life. Sure. And of course, the, the, the role as a leader, leader and yeah, mm-hmm. the whole life. So that's, that's the biggest shift for me. So how do your clients handle that? I mean, when you tell them, um, cause they're like business clients, mm-hmm. right? And you can't really mix, you can't disconnect what business and then personal life, right? Cause who you are, it's the same, who you are affects, yes. you know, what you're going to do in business. Right. And most people go, well, I'm this person. And then in business, I'm this person. No, you're not. It causes burnout for you one, but it really distorts you. Right. So do you want to talk about that a a little bit if you want? And then we can get into some of the questions because as you've ascended, uh, you've come up with some, you know, beautiful, really fantastic questions that are going to help a lot of people on the way. Yeah, you know, it's uh, not everyone is open for this kind of work. And, you know, it, it's scary. Like it was for me, you know, we are mm-hmm. protecting ourselves. That's what we are doing. We're going around the world right. and protect ourselves. So right. for me, my, my work is to try to, you know, find a way in to, to uh, break down the, the wall and to, to find an opening for that. So not, of course, it's, if when you're, they are not opened, it's, it's, it's harder to be so directly uh, as I can be, but, but I, I try to, you know. So, uh, um, but what I see is that people is changing anyway. If whatever course, I... Because it's your presence. Yes. So, so that's the most, yeah, that's the most beautiful part of it. I think it, it's just be with people, work with people. They will change uh, mm-hmm. just to be together. So, uh, so it, it, that, that's the difference from my work before because then I really needed to do something. No, now it's more about being together and things will change. Right. Yeah. right. Like designing logistics and plans and this and that to... I don't know, make profits work or uh, make things more efficient or, you know, goal set and all that. Um, this is more that you are that efficient person. You are that profitable person on the inside, right? And then you start reflecting that on the outside. Believe me, guys, who, who's ever in business, it's so much easier, so much faster. It's, it's like you have a concierge service doing a lot of the background work. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, it does. And when I am working with a group of people, you know, you are not talking about maybe the, not the issue for every one of them, but you know, they're changing so fast and they are opening, really opening up uh, to, to help each other. And, and they're really mm-hmm. shifting very, very fast. So it's, it's amazing what's possible to, to do for people. Yeah. You know, and the beautiful thing about it all, Ramon and, and, and please talk about this is that, you know, when you help people, 
it's not just about the business that you're helping. You're helping them become their self. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And, you know, there's so many companies that talk about customer retention and how do you hold on to customer and you know you give them gifts you give them coupons you give them discounts you give them i don't know savers clubs and all that stuff and again i'm not knocking those down but you know real customer retention is that you solve that deeper core issue that everybody on this planet is looking for a sense of completeness in this reality once you offer that to them they not only are you know, thankful for you, but they, they hang out with you. Uh, they want to be around you. They'll, they'll, um, they trust you so deeply because their life is so changed. Uh, it's just amazing. And then they refer tons and tons of people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It does. And you don't have to worry about losing them. No. Because they can't <laughs> get it anywhere else. I'm not afraid of losing anything anymore. I think so. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no, it's and somebody's coming on a, on a course and say that uh, training and they are learning about leadership, you know. And then I think, oh, we need to learn, you know, planning, blah blah blah. But mm -hmm. the only thing is about themselves, you know, to to be a strong leader, to know themselves. It's the core thing is how to know yourself. How, right. how deep, because you are a role model and you really know if you are going to lead anyone, you need to have, to understand how to lead yourself, how to know yourself. Exactly. That is where it's starting. It's, it's not about other people. It's about... It's not about your title. No. It's not about how much money you make. It's not about where you went to school or whatever it is or who you know or all that, right? It's about you know yourself so strong. No matter where you are, you could be the male person and you walk into a meeting sooner or later. Sooner than later, you start becoming that one individual. And it's happened to quite a few people uh, in the corporate world. Uh, that one person, again, this is a real live example, a, a male clerk the CEO and the, you know, all the C-suite type executives, they gravitate around this male clerk now because, yeah. well, they're searching for that completeness and they feel good and they get, get ideas from this person as well. They get results. It gets results. They too. get results. They want results, you know, but yeah. they get results in so many ways, you know, right. Money, they but, might not know why they might not know why they're hanging out with that person, but that person does, yeah. right? The person who's practicing EI does. Yeah. It's really cool, isn't it? It's the most fantastic thing ever. It is. And it is. So it's about, you know, self-leadership. So, so it's, I think that if we are going to the place that we really have this, um, this higher consciousness and really know ourselves, then we, mm -hmm. when we, everyone is a leader, everyone can, when we are everyone in that level, we really need, we don't need the, le the level of leaders we have today that we need to, to, no. uh, to acknowledge us and to say, hey, good jo job, good work or whatever, to praise and pray or whatever. But oh, exactly. we know, we know we are good enough. Um, I really mm -hmm. know that the work I did was just fantastic. So I don't need exactly. that. I don't need that. Of course, if I get that, it's beautiful. If you say mm -hmm. something to me, Mouse, of course, I, I like it, but I don't of need course. it. You don't need it because you just are. Yeah. Plus in the conventional leadership style, um, you know, I think... I think a lot of uh, I think a lot of leaders, especially political leaders or you know government systems, they have to destroy somebody or something to and then to save them to make themselves feel good. 
Yes. Right? It's so much manipulation out there in literature. That's so sad. It, it's to the extreme, you know, um, uh, mm-hmm. working with, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's just sad. I've seen it. I've been working with organizations since I was 23, and we had seen uh, executives and CEOs uh, since then, and it's, uh, it's just sad to see how controlled people are. And you hire up, more control. More control. More control.